Yo, what is up, y'all? You are listening to the Hot Conversation, uh, hosted by myself, Protexter, my man DJ J Row over here, presented by Austin Mike Exchange Overload.com. League shit. And League DJs, that is correct. Our guest tonight, <clears throat> in a stunning act of nepotism, is uh, <laughs> my own group, Space Camp Death no, I Squad. I actually asked for this interview. I yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, thank you for taking the blame. So, so, yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. why did you ask for it? This actually came together in the last like, 24, 48 hours. Yeah, it was uh, we was vibing at y'all's at the Anmore release party. Uh, shout out Anmore, and um, you know all I know is Pro Texas music. You know I didn't realize Colton rapped. And, yep, you know it was the first time we met as well. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was absolutely stunned. Thank you. I man. was. I was. I, that, I, I, all huge. I had to say was one word. Was wow. Thank you. The way y'all mesh, the energy y'all give, and the way y'all just vibe of each other. It's just like... it's been doing it a long time. It, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's rare these days because you see rappers that have these so-called features and they're just like, eh, yeah, they just stand there. And with y'all, it was just like I was entertained and then y'all's lyrics was dope. Y'all's freestyle was dope. Seeing Mr... Colton over here, breakdance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's a cheap way it's like to get so attention. Talent. Yeah. I, I asked just myself, the most flamboyant, <laughs> the most crazy thing you can do, so, which so is breakdance. On these two mics, uh, let's separate, let's uh, introduce our audience. Yes, uh, yes, by yes. By the way, we record this live in Austin, Texas. Not live in the sense that you're listening to it while it's happening, but live in the sense that we're in front of a studio audience. We're in yeah, front of yeah, a live yeah. studio yeah. audience. I didn't mean to use that word. Um, but yeah, Doc Brown. Doc Brown. What's up, what's up? It's your boy, uh, New York Times bestseller, Doc Brown. <laughs> Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Uh, Laughing at his own joke, nigga. <laughs> Doc Brown, Nay, Ryan Darbone. Uh, and we got Secret Levels, Nay, Colton Secret Ferguson. Levels, a.k.a. the white Macho Man Savage. A.k.a. Music. Colton. Oh, yeah. Colton, Colton <laughs> Ferguson, <laughs> named after the murder of innocent you. uh, young black kids. No, his uh, name is Fer, his name is Ferguson. Same difference, dude. It's the so, stupidest spell. One R. One R off, that just stands for racism. Uh, and then we got our man, man my main man, uh, uh, Adam Protexter, a.k.a. I don't give a fuck about Morgan. <laughs> we got our main man, uh, Adam Adam Protexter, a.k.a. P-Tech, a.k.a. White Privilege. Uh, <laughs> MC White Privilege. Uh, y'all, it's so true. Um, these guys and myself, along with DJ Bird Peterson, we make up uh, Space Camp Death Squad. Yes. Jero, thanks for insisting on this. It's going to be a real fun episode. We have a lot of uh, real shit, stupid shit, stupid random shit, shit to get random. It, so hashtag random to get into tonight. Yes. Um, Thank you. But uh, yeah, you want to start with some music, dude? Yes, of course, of course, of course. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, one of y'all's tracks. Awesome. Thank How y'all you. doing? How you doing? How you doing? So, uh, yeah, where did this track, well. how, did, how did this track come about? Uh, my friend Octo's beat, Octo from El Paso, Texas. Uh, Octo out El Paso. We're going to wrap this live, right? Yeah. I think we're going to wrap this live, but I think the fun, I don't know if you guys remember this, but this beat, I think he was just kind of a throwaway. He beat just gave us the beat. Him. Yeah, he was like, whatever. Yeah, I don't he really gave us a, like a flash of like 20 beats. But I think it. this beat specifically, he was like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck about this beat. Um, and then I had. I think the idea was like, oh, it'd be cool. We call this thing called like passing the baton, right? Where it's like we each open our verse with the same, like, <coughs> chorus, if the, you will. Yeah, same chorus. And I always thought that was cool. And it's just a fun song to play live. Dope, dope, uh, it was a dope. real fun song to write. Yeah, it, 
It does well live. It's fun. It's uh, it's like kind of like a, one of our strange. It feels very '90s to me, like the 90s. vibe of it. Yeah, Ni- in a good way. I'm not saying like. Yeah, '90s is a good thing when you say that. So to all, me. Yeah, all three generally. Out of the studio I think together, so. When this track came about, or this is something. I think we record. We were just we recording together. I think that we freestyled it when we were at music well, I think lab. You came. Ryan came up with the hook, and then was like, "You need to start your verse off this way." Okay. For the theme, and then just talk about like vibing, yeah, and then we kind of wrote. We generally write verses separately, and then when we when we come together, show each other what we've written, critique each other's work, and then like either throw that out or add more, or depending works, on what the song is. Yeah, it works yeah, or it yeah. doesn't. But we we have. I mean, we are different. We are different rappers. Yeah. Uh, but we think we do share similar sensibilities with with things, and I think even when we do write separately and come together. There are a lot. It, it there's there's a lot of crossover. Um, totally, I think we have similar tastes. Yeah, similar tastes. Yeah, yeah um, which I think goes. Well, I think taste well. is huge. I think taste is like one of those things that's totally never talked about when it comes to being creative. Yeah, but it's true. What you like, like if you work with people who like the same shit you like, it works. It's easy to mesh off each other. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. And yeah. if you have faith in your own good taste. Yeah, yeah, or faith in like the people. You Even if you with. might have bad taste, you still if you want to be a creative, in the good, you have bad that. taste that you see, have. See, this is the thing. Like, um, I, I may have said this on the program before, honestly, because this is like a go-to argument for me. But I like to think about taste and talent in terms of like Prince has great taste, has great talent, yes. makes great music. Kid Rock has a lot of talent, but terrible taste makes terrible music. Yeah. Uh, it so uh, what do you yeah, think? Can we uh, I don't just backtrack his, and I don't go back to, to, to kid, kid Rock real quick? Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck happened to that dude? He was like DJing for fucking. Ro- yeah, you said KRS One. We were I think that yeah. conversation. Yeah, he was DJing for KRS One. He was DJing now, for a lot of people. I he's Mister Fucking Poster Boy to the. Have you heard his yeah. fucking stupid ass songs? Well, he just he. I mean. When I heard that song that was basically Sweet Home Alabama with like one oh, different We were smoking chord. funny things. We funny were things. smoking funny things. Yo, shout out BC it's Smoke terrible. Shop. Uh, we're smoking BC funny things. It sounds like Leonard Skinner. No, but it's, uh, it's wait, supposed real, to sound real like quick, Leonard Skinner. Uh, on the air, but that's fuck Leonard Skinner. Uh, <laughs> fucking racist ass. <laughs> cock-sucking <laughs> white <laughs> bastards. <laughs> oh, no. It's heritage, not hate. Fucking suck heritage, suck Hashtag heritage, not hate. You know, they were Doing diss tracks like before diss tracks. Simple Man is a good song though. Simple Man (laughs) is a good song. They were dissing like they were dissing what's his name? Uh, Neil Young. Neil Young. Yeah, they were dissing Neil Young and like their tracks. Like that was like some old like beef, man. Old school beef. (laughs) But for real, it's like your dad's beef. Just dead type shit. That's your daddy's uh, beef, dude. But yeah, man. Uh, Yo, let's let's get this music. We're gonna wrap this live. When we come back, we're gonna. I'm gonna play some Die Slow. Oh yeah, okay. More dice slow. We'll wrap that Shout line out to them. Anyway, so. <laughs> we'll yeah. wrap everything in line, baby. Hey, so here we go. Y'all ready to go? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Play it. Right, let's do it. Official, Official BJs. Yeah. Oh, it's quiet in here. Turn that up a little bit, please. Four for four. See you play. Hey yo, how you doing, dog? Yo, tech, I'm doing fine. Just rocking instrumentals past the reader red wine. Fuck intelligent design, I'd rather keep an open mind. And if you try to bless my soul, I'll just respectfully decline. So, who the fuck I be? It's Mr. DOC. I'm rocking, jamming hella melodies. It's 93. I'm popping pills in ecstasy while I steadily defeat any god he wanna be. MC who try to step to me. Your vanity is a disease. My shit is sick like HIV. Nigga, your game has got me bored because it's all monotony. I am legend, I am death. I got 
got these pussies acting catty Just chill out, my nigga like the nights in Southern Cali The track is on fire like crosses at clan rallies And no, I'm not your valley Like who the fuck are you? I'd rather be kicking it with my niggas And your baby mama too uh, Yo, how you doing, Cyril? Yo, Doc, I'm doing fine Just rocking instrumentals past the weed and red wine I like to get behind and get ahead Do you get it? Beheaded, dreaded beast Social conservative free Don't push me I keep my hand on my love gun They got me on the run to the beat They keep on taking it, taking But we can see that it's faking it Copywritten and bitten They try to get what I'm getting, yeah Classically trained in lyrical composition I got the intuition To switch positions on the competition I keep them wishing while I glisten on a non-existent mic Do it acapella if you like How you doing, P-Tech? Yo, Colton, I'm doing fine Just rocking instrumentals past the weed and red wine Yo, the screen tastes the way it did back in my high school days Back when my old bicycle could take me to Eliza's place My homies and I would blaze out to a tape Of hello nasty played in half speed Cause Sam Life's deck had some wires sprayed Freestyling over beats before they call it screwed Leaning up at gas stations trying to catch a college dude The cops and booze cause we could never get past the part where they carted you And cops are just frat boys who pledge blue Soon enough me and two homies from school started a groove Started a loop blossomed into students Practicing hand signs in the mirror And watching them move and poof Look, hallelujah, you start to improve So how you doing, respect? How you doing, respect? How you doing, respect? How you doing, J-Row? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, J-Row? I think we just say respect on the recording. How you doing, J-Row? Yo, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How are you doing? How 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 you how you how you yo how you doing? That was fun. I've never done that before. That was great. That was stupid. Yo, check I'm doing for oh wrong. Up in I my came home. a long way from not having nothing. 
Yo, what did we just hear, J-Ro? I know uh, one of it was us because I was present for it while we <laughs> wrapped that it. Track. That was uh, that was how you doing? That's off our self-titled EP that we put out like fucking two years ago. Two years ago, but we, we got a new album. Same day we got Beyonce a new LP. Yeah, we did. We did put out an album the same day of Beyonce because we're fucking bold. Uh, but uh, we're doing an LP right now with uh, an LP. Said that like it was the man with Bird Peterson. Uh, so we have we don't have it's any called Run the Jewels yet. three. <laughs> it's called Run the Jewels four. <laughs> trying to stay ahead of the market. Uh, and then we heard Die Slow. Die Slow. D-I-E. Yeah. What was that song called? S L O. Yes, yes, yes. What yes. was the song called? Uh, Long Way. Long Way. Yeah, something they just dropped about a month ago. It's a new one. Yeah, something new that they all dropped. Are they black? Uh, I I think, yeah, no, yeah they're good. actually all yeah, uh, yeah they're good, they're very a couple of Mexicans in there. girlfriend's Mexican. <laughs> that makes it all right. If you're sexual, I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, um, yo, so uh, men who can fuck. We we were over the break. <laughs> That's what I have written on the board is men who can fuck. Well, we well we well, we're on the break. We're talking. We just talking amongst ourselves as we do about kind of how, as a group, uh, our vibe has become better. <laughs> See where I'm going with this? You don't, but I hope you think you do. I don't. Uh, that as a group, I feel like more confident. We're all in our 30s, yeah, and I feel more confident on stage and in general uh, with the stuff I'm doing because <laughs> I feel like I know who I am now. There's no more like you have wisdom. Straight. You've gained wisdom. It's hashtag wisdom. Straight up. And uh, while we were talking about this, uh, Ryan said, and we can fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's <laughs> talk about that. 
Shit. Let's talk about that. Here's a question. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I think just getting better at like. I would not feel that though. The reason saying because when I was a youngster, yes, I'd go in and just fuck the shit out of her and be like, "Fuck it, I didn't care if I came first. Yeah. But now, as I'm older, I kind of like take my time. You need to know what you're doing, man. Yeah, you know what you're doing. You're just sitting there like just. Beating it out. Dude, these, college, you know these college, high school and college kids. So I, I work part time as a cashier right now, and these uh, we have chip readers. I don't know if you know this, but what's the deal with swiping versus chip readers? We're don't old you dare! <laughs> I was. I, I let silent. I, yeah. My point is, is that as my I said point before, is leave the comedy to the professional. <laughs> right. My point here is that uh, I have these kids, and they're they're college and high school kids. And they fucking jam their card in there. They jam it right in, and it never works. And I always have to take it out and reposition it. You, you lick the. <laughs> I lick it. I always have to take you the card the out. I have to kind of like talk to the machine, whisper, you know, like you deserve this or something like that. <laughs> and then, no, no, you baby, I'll never this. leave you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it's that's there's layers to that shit, dude. Uh, no, I, I will say so. When I was um, <laughs> the first time I ever stuck my dick inside of a woman, <laughs> made was, love was in made love. No, dude, this is a real story. Was in seventh or eighth grade. Really? Yeah. Wait, how old were you? Uh, I was young. I don't. I was like twelve or thirteen. Thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> but here's seven. the thing. Like, I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't consider that losing my virginity. I remember. I so there was this this girl I was like hanging out with and. She was a fucking like wild woman, um, and and I'm sure that like since back from some fucked up like just things. Uh, now that I think about, let's it. really think about that. Uh, but no, well, let's go back to the lighthearted stuff. <laughs> yeah, first, let's get back. Um, there. but no, so we ran away together. Uh, we ran away together. We ran away, like I didn't go home after school one day, and we just walked around Zoker <coughs> uh, Park and um, and. Barton Springs, walked up and down Barton Springs, and we ended up like going behind this fucking place called Pizza Nizza that doesn't exist anymore. And I like stuck my dick inside her, but then I freaked out. I was like, uh, this is weird. Wait, how did that you just, you just went from like you need to give a little context there. You just went from like we were just holding hands. We walked by this place. It was called Pizza Nizza. It's not there anymore. Did you say then my dick was inside of her. Bam. Did you Wait. say Pizza Nista? Pizza Nizza. N I Z Z A. Wait, Whoa, I was thinking, like, I was thinking like Max in between walking by the pizza place and having your. Well, so we went to the pizza place. We were st- we were thirsty, but we didn't have money. So they, <laughs> yeah, you were. They, that that wasn't in our, our lexicon at the time. Right. But so we 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 had a uh, yeah. We they gave us like a free drink or whatever, and that's um, nice. And then I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's all a blur. Like I remember we walked behind it. We're talking and. By that point, I think I had already, like, you know, we fingered her or whatever. And, um, <laughs> and so... Did you smell your fingers? <laughs> to this day, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> shout out to my girlfriend, Lily, for this. <laughs> um, but, but no, like... And I don't Statute remember, of limitations. Yeah, I don't remember what <coughs> happened exactly. And I... I no, so no, so anyways, yeah, so so long story program. short, I don't remember how we got to that point where we were making out, and then and then one thing led to another, and I was inside of her, and I was like, "This is weird. This is it didn't it just felt really fucking freaky to me," and yeah, I pulled out, and then I didn't lose technically lose my virginity until I was nineteen. But go, what I'm saying what is technically, 
like actually fucking girl till, because I feel like technically <laughs> having your penis inside of a vagina is, I think what you mean is like meaningfully like technically you lost your virginity at 13 he's like I stuck my dick in somebody meaningfully but I technically you lost it. your virginity yeah alright fair enough fair enough <laughs> I just you broke dis- your man I discovered something new about me no but I mean like things that you just discover over time like yeah like like J.R.O. was saying like you know like foreplay and 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 Making sure your partner gets off first, uh, which is a is a big deal to me, but also just like first like or simultaneously learning to eat fucking pussy, man. I love it, and then it's like <laughs> yeah, I used I used to be really weirded out in high school when I would talk to guys who were like, oh, don't do that. I'd be like, are you into? Are you sure you're into girls? Hold on, this is you. <laughs> um, excuse me, uh, Adam here. God damn you! Uh, God I damn eat, you! I eat the pussy. <laughs> Did you stimulate no, the clitoris? it's not like that. I didn't say this to them. I didn't have this conversation. It's just bro dudes I was around, no, and no, I'd no. hear them say, oh, yeah, I don't fucking eat pussy, bro. No, you know, and you and, and it's, it's weird to me, but also just like, and this real talk, like, discovering what a fucking clit is and where, where it is, and like... Is what a woman don't like to get her pussy. Well, I that think there's the there's out. a lot of there's a lot of uh, yeah, baggage I'm like, there, man. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I mean, uh, I think with, with... I don't want to generalize to... All women, but in my experience, girls that I've dated or been with who were more uh, didn't want that to happen tended to have some experience in their past that like had made them really insecure about it. And it just sucks because that's some asshole dude. Yeah, that's not eating pussy. Yeah, fucking with her mind. You do like like it just it pisses me off. It's like, dude, you just ruined this awesome experience because you don't know what to do. You don't know how to enjoy yourself. Oh yeah, I, I I imagine. I was a really shitty sexual partner for a long time. Oh yeah, for a lot of people, um, and I think it—you just learn to get better, though. And <laughs> and honestly, like I fucking watched a lot of porn, man, and I don't think that helped at all. And I, 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 you don't I think scale- it helped at all? You don't think there's like a balance between like no, I think that's it- unrealistic, but oh shit, that's kind of I mean, that's kind of hot. I mean, I'm an intelligent guy, and I can be like, okay, I know this isn't real life, and this is reality. But it also, I think, fucks with my expectations um, of things. That's very true. Um, when I was watching a lot of it, you know, and, and so it was like I had to scale that shit back um, because it's... it's <laughs> because you're just like... Because, no, it's true. Because, because like, it, it, we, it creates this alternative reality that you think when... It, it was just fucked up because actually earlier today I was sitting on the porch uh, with a friend and I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw a story from Cosmo. Cosmo, uh, okay, the story says how to give a good rusty trombone. The the thumbnail was a little cartoon woman giving a guy a rusty trombone. You can Google this if you're listening and you don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what I have you don't? to think about it. Okay, well, it's a, it's, it's, I know there's a, a lot of those jokes. They, I get them all confused. That's what it is. Okay, okay. So, anyway, but it's, it's anal play. Plus, oh, I get it. Plus a return. You, you get you. it? Yeah, true. Okay, so totally. the, my point is, is that by fucking link cosmopolitan.com, and I never think of myself as a prudish person, but it definitely took me a bad, maybe this is me being old, but it definitely, um, uh, <laughs> me. no, like it definitely like took me aback when I saw it, and I was like, Oh shit! Cosmos article on rusty trombones. All right, that's where we are now. That's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think that's great. And I, I, 
I, I don't have any problem with it either, but I'm saying like the porn, that would require the porn yeah, mentality yeah, yeah. Yeah. has infiltrated everything. And it's not necessary. That's why I'm saying it's not always necessarily bad because that's just like, hey, this might be a fun, sexy thing to do. Let's remove the stigma. Here's how to do it. And it's actually cool that it's mainstream. But it does weird me out because I know that it comes from a place of debauchery where only certain things are picked out as legitimate. Would you let a girl lick your butthole? Yes. Well, duh. Yeah. But like, I, it's sex. Would you lick the butthole? Yeah, it's sex, dude. <laughs> it's sex. Like, it's bodies. It's cool. It's all okay. I just, you, know, you don't have to do everything. Butthole, you don't need to do everything every time. I tripped out when I had a girl lick my gooch. So like, <laughs> 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 gooch. Like, what the fuck? Hashtag gooch 2017. So, I'm sorry. I want to bring this back to the, the porn thing because I feel like with the porn thing. Um, well, you and I relate. Well, yeah, it's well, I think just, we all uh, three. I mean, we've all dude. I used to watch it. porn back before the internet. Like, I mean, like I used to like tapes. Yeah, yeah. like I would tapes. watch VHS. I remember the first VHS. time seeing a, a penis go into a vagina <laughs> on videotape. That yeah. was like the first. The I remember face. it vividly. You know, like it was it was unbelievable. But to me. is there? And that was. Like, I guess hard what I'm to saying see, is that know? while porn, while porn and the ubiquity of porn has made so many people like has made certain kinky things less shameful and i don't really think there's no reason for sex to be shameful unless it's uh you know yeah fucking you know peeing his shit don't unless other. it's sad or <laughs> unless you're uh, milo yiannopoulos to, unless you're milo yiannopoulos which Boom. is exactly yeah there's no reason for sex to be shameful unless you're milo yiannopoulos and only him well not only him but <laughs> uh, uh and culture let's get on this rabbit hole but no, uh, with the with the Trump, uh, am I right? Uh, we Let call me. him forty five on this on this show. But you're uh, <laughs> the thing about porn is I'm saying it may it makes things certain certain things less shameful. But at the same time, you're totally right that it's just an endless it's an endless stream. So there's no amount of real life in it. I'm definitely I want you to finish I'm, your thought. I'm definitely I'm less ashamed of my big black cock. Uh, BBC, BBC. <laughs> But that's also uh, where the right. We've dude, been talking BBC about this a lot BBW, as a group, man. We've been talking about this a lot as a group. Okay, yes, we almost named an album BBC Four BB, uh, BBC, BBC Four BBW. BBW. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, but <laughs> why did we do that? Why didn't we do that? But <laughs> the, uh, but the have y'all had a BBW experience? Everybody yeah. has. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. No. Okay. Can I? Oh, my thought is. I, I what a, is it one of those situations where it's just the download know, situation or a situation? No, where I, I've never been ashamed. Well, well, maybe the exception of like one person. I think the of only, anyone I've had. Sex what have you been ashamed of? Because I, for me, it's not necessarily. It's not what the person looks like. It's usually like if I had sex with someone who was like kind of dumb or mean. I'm like, oh, I'm like that's kind of sucks. Yeah, like, no, 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 they're no, kind no. of there, an asshole. There was, I wish I hadn't given them that. <laughs> There was. Um, <laughs> what she do? Slap you or some shit? No, no, like that. Just like, oh, they're kind of a jerk, but they what were hot, and I kind of feel bad about providing them an orgasm in this one moment because they don't. I know they don't deserve that happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hashtag vindictive. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm Mean Girls. Mean yeah. Girl. <laughs> no, this is only like one. But I'm saying yeah. But like in terms of like. Uh, or body it. or whatever or no type no no not a girl not at all I mean I'm just I'm if I'm sexually attracted to you I'm sexually attracted yeah to exactly you, and it is whatever regardless of body type um and, and and full disclosure like I prefer women that are are thick like I just I like like big thighs and like a big butt not necessarily 
big titties because the older I get, that seems to be. Yeah, speaking like of getting older, like, like it seems to be less of a concern. Really? And, like I don't care as you, much. There's a correlation for you between how much you care about breast size. I used to be all about it, dude. Growing like, and getting in older in high school, like huh. I've been all about it. All about like legs. fucking yeah? like yeah. big old titties and stuff. Yeah. And now I just I love it, all women. It doesn't. Matter. <laughs> <laughs> I love every woman, every shape and uh, size. But no, but the porn thing, it's 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 it's. I think it's. I can't imagine being young now, growing up with full access to the internet because I think we're all old enough to remember. Oh God. Not having the fucking yeah. internet. Oh, I'd God. find it under my uncle's bed or in his drawers. I, just <laughs> yeah, on the stash. I remember. Dude, I, I, had a I used to pay like double the price of like what penthouse would cost, and they're like from the eighties, like from my friend at school. Like uh, he'd bring him to school, and I'd be like ten bucks for like. I used to get my buddy old eighties issue. You know? He was like the first dude I knew who had internet, and he would just like download porn pictures. Did you ever have friends draw naked? Don't women get him wet. Who could draw? Just, like, uh, bleed. I remember being in a sleepover and this kid had a cassette tape hidden in a globe, like a spin-around globe. <laughs> that he'd cut, he'd cut <laughs> with, with very a Dr. box Evil cutter. Of him. He'd cut up with a box cutter, like a fold where the globe looked whole. Oh if my it was in God. A but inside was a tape and it was, all the tape was, was a recording of the opening from an HBO comedy sketch. And the joke was that a woman was walking, was introducing a masterpiece theater uh, segment while topless, <laughs> but it was a topless woman, and that was enough. It was enough, and, and he, was he all, hit it in the globe. He was so he have, like, a retinal scanner and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, fingerprints, retinal scanner. Dude, I used to hide porn in my old in my mom's when I lived with my mom in my room. I used to. Where'd you hide porn. it? I had a breakaway I had like a, at the bottom of my uh, my dresser. Yeah, I had a breakaway wood, the wood that was flush with the flo- flush with the carpet, like the the one right below the lowest drawer. Yeah, so like a two inch by like two-foot piece of wood, but somehow it came unglued, and it popped off, so I hid, like, I hid porn, I hid my pipe, uh, my little bit of weed that I had, I, I also, and this is the away. really, this is really, you are you can totally use nerd voice on me for this, but I was <laughs> dating a girl, and we were getting it on, and I was, well, we were sexually active, we weren't having sex yet, but I, we were going down on each other, and, uh, before we started, I thought that I should buy some saran wrap for safety. And, and the thing is, when we actually ended up doing it, I did not use that saran I mean, for wrap. Because like that would have been weird. What? Yeah, exactly. But Because I thought I was supposed oh to. Because I thought I was like supposed dam. to. I was like prepared. I was amazing. like, I'm going to go down this girl eventually. I googled how to go down on a girl. I like was prepared. So you knew what a dental dam was. Then. Yeah, but then I, when the moment came, I didn't I obvi- never, ever thought I I obviously did beautiful didn't pop- mind mud. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> When the moment came, it never came into use, but uh, it was definitely hidden under there. However, when the it's moment came for the reverse to happen, I definitely had a condom on. Um, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we. I would, this is the hot conversation, y'all. Yes. Shit, we are raw. And, and by the way, that girl's a wonderful person. <laughs> no, seriously, this is some Cal, this is some Calvin and Hobbes. That's sweet. No, Norman no, Rockwell I mean, shit. I, I, I think precious. also part of getting old. Here's the other thing. Um, actually, just reminded me of something. A, a part of getting older is recognizing, um, to get real for a second, like your male privilege. Um, in the sense that it took me a fucking... And I feel so fucking disgusted in myself that... I mean, I have a sister, right? And I never... I just it never fucking clicked because I never had to experience with this idea of like, you know, I can walk alone fucking downtown Austin and I'd be totally fine not yeah. give a shit the mm-hmm. only thing I have to be wary of is some fucking asshole who might mug me or whatever right but I don't have to worry about getting sexually assaulted 
Um, oh, worst is going to happen is someone pulls a knife and you lose ten dollars. Yeah, exactly. But the, the the idea that like that is a real fear for women, or that women have to like when I used to go on Tinder dates, um, I would never fucking email swipe these guys right, and be right. like, "Hey, I'm going on a date with a girl." Like, FYI. Yeah, like, he never. When in fact, when he's with a girl, we don't hear from him at all. <laughs> only, only, only when he wants to give me tips on Saran. <laughs> Dude, I got it. I got so many rolls. Like, Girl, <laughs> let me put this saran wrap but on it, your it, vagina. Right. You know, sorry, still sorry. motherfucker white privilege because that's just just a whole nother beast. But <laughs> it um, damn you, it's real. But, no, but the, it's the very male real, privilege thing. Get back is, to male privilege. It's just like getting older and recognizing that and learning to not be so fucking. And it's something. And like I'm not infallible, man. It's something I fucking learned. Like not get so butthurt when a woman rejects you or not. Be like, oh, she's a fucking bitch or whatever, because she doesn't want to talk. I don't to me. understand. I honestly or start calling prostitutes did, sex workers. Well, did you guys? Did you guys ever think that? Because prostitute is a derogatory term. Yeah, no, sex worker. That's is totally true. But worker. it's like you learn these things. You, you, but did you, you grow? Out were of you it. ever really mad at like mad at a girl who turned you down? I was never. I was. I think I, I would, I'm more sad. I would get me more too. sad. I was than sad, mad. but I think sad is okay because like I don't know. I grew up as like a nerdy kid, and I definitely like went for it uh and for my credit like asked and got turned down a few times for girls i had a crush on but it never made me mad at them i was always like oh that's too bad i I was just sad they weren't into me like i was into them but i didn't want to i don't know where that comes from the being mad Uh, dude i think it's like an ego thing it's a pride thing i knew i I was a nerd and i was like you know what i'm a nerd some of them are gonna turn me down but if one of them says yes but okay maybe mad is not the right word maybe resentful or just like just like learning to get over that shit and being like oh yeah you probably have to fucking feel fucking block this shit all fucking day and like it just things you think because well, I think, and it's just like well, and then you realize it. that the only way to constructively get over that kind of situation is to just, to just be successful, and to just do yeah. your thing and continue on, you know, and like well, that's and the only on feasible. On but do you, do you option. think that's part of it? Because I I do think that a lot of times when I've seen guys get mad at women for not wanting to be with them, they don't generally like have a hobby. That's true. You know but, what I mean? Like women or women, the approval of the opposite sex means way too big of a percentage of their total self-esteem no for sure i'm sure it's all about racking up points or like uh how many women i can sleep with or like points uh, or you know what i'm saying just like like i it's a numbers game at that point and i think i I never bragged i i i always kept how many women have you had sex with Right. Yeah, but anyway, oh. man, it's, 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 it's bad that it's always like you. I was in junior high. I was at a young age, sexually active. So, well, that's still to be TBD. I don't know if I lost my virginity. Technically, technically, under a palm tree next to a fucking little uh, riverbank and shit behind the building, behind the building. <laughs> See, I was such a fucking little nerd, no, man. The valley. Yeah, I didn't Me touch too. a. I, I didn't touch the, a vagina oh, in my life until I was valley? seventeen. Oh, my girlfriend's from the valley. I hooked up with a girl when I was She's sixteen. Uh, I went to the valley. Oh, sorry, sidetrack. I went to the valley for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best fucking food. Uh, the what is it called? I fucking can't believe they don't have these down here. It's the plautas, like uh, plate or no, the plautas. It's like the plautas, or it's like a big plate full of food uh, where it's like nacho or it's like chips cheese fajita meat and like all this shit it's like a big platter it's like something specific to the valley i guess the uh fucking tamale place uh that's there the famous one uh, since we were cross-talking where are you talking about anyways <laughs> no where are you talking <laughs> about? valley is dope 
He's talking about because I'm from the valley. He's talking about a place down in the valley. I haven't ever been down there yet. Dumb, I'll be going. I'm leaving there this Wednesday. All right. You got family or what? Yeah, I'm from. You're at the very tip, though, right? Brownsville is like the the tip. Fucking tortillas the size of a large pizza. (laughs) I bullshit you now. I'm gonna send you a picture. Watch. (laughs) That's awesome. So I want to go down there. Yeah, I want. I I really do. I want to eat that tortilla. Yeah, I'm telling you, Carnegie Island. I want to get my. uh, I want to get my passport and go back to Mexico. Shit, all you really need is just I don't know. Do you have a passport right now? You need now? a passport now. I don't have one right now. <sighs> I think you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know. Oh, shit. We're running long. Morgan's giving us. Morgan's Our producer Morgan is saying you guys. Morgan's waving his Confederate <laughs> flag. You guys, <laughs> just talked about, you guys just talked about dicks for like 20 minutes. So what are we going to talk about now? Uh, okay, uh, point well, is. Well, now we're going to play some music. Play some music. Let's play some music. Let, before we do. Uh, Ryan, Doc, wrap up your thought. I just want to wrap it up and say that, like, <coughs> I it is a thing that, like, learning to let go of your ego and learning to to respect other people. Like, uh, what I was gonna say is, women have to deal with some fucked up shit every single fucking day, and the <coughs> least, the fucking least I can do is not get butthurt. Oh, yeah. It turned out. Like, the very fucking most basic thing that I can do to show any sign of respect is to just fucking be whatever. Because it's away. like, they, they deal with this shit so much. Dude, much. it blows like, my mind when women, women, I like, don't talk about, I think it's so normalized. They don't talk about it as much. But I feel like if, we were. I feel like if there was some '80s gender swap movie that happened to us, and we spent like a week as women, we would be fucking like there would be would blogs have, about it so within a week. Dick. There would be men being like, "Oh my god, do you guys realize how bad it is?" Like, Dude, I would be a whore. Yeah, just, just to try. It. No, I would. I would finger my pussy. I'm saying, so much. oh, you guys suck. It's terrible, isn't it? No, no, no. I get. I get, I get you get it, what I'm get, saying. I get, I get it. Just go right for it's finger my pussy so much. Uh, all right. So much. So much. The name of our next album. <laughs> it's it's love making music. Yeah, so uh, I guess we got it. So but we're gonna, we're gonna get. Point. We need to go to a break. We're gonna play some music. J Row, what's up? I got Bye Bye Birdie coming up. Oh shit. Oh, uh huh. So, you know. AKA Group Sax. No, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> <Chuck> Rose. <laughs> Okay. No, this album came out. As, this right, this this song came out as Chuck Roast. It's produced by Bird Peterson. We're we are Space Camp, the three of us, and we are making an album with Bird Peterson right now, and it's it's really good. Here's a song that is not on the album. And then I'm gonna play some Cripple Haze, uh, called the Come Down. So yeah, right. you know we're gonna go ahead. Y'all gonna rap over this one? Nah. Nah. Okay. <laughs> not, not today, Junior. <laughs> All right, so here we go. No, nah, no. Nah. It's fun. <laughs> he said we talked about dicks for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it's fu- pretty vulgar. <laughs> Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water, baby. I'm rapping nursery rhymes to keep the wavy gravy. Baddest mother gooses in the hood. I hope it's understood. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. The coulda, woulda, shoulda died. 
Buddha That's the sound of my lyrical machine gun, motherfucker Call me Keenan, I'm brains I'ma get you, sucker I don't take any pictures of myself with the lip pucker I got friends standing right behind the lens in the end zone I'm like Jamal Charles mixed with Priest Holmes Reppin' Kansas City Chiefs to the bone, bro Fuck God, fuck Christ, fuck MTV Fuck John McCain, fuck the DMV Fuck your conscious hip-hop, fuck your GED Fuck Planned Parenthood, it don't mean shit to me Fuck peace, fuck hope, fuck the BBC Fuck clothes, fuck shoes, fuck BET Fuck trucks, fuck juice, fuck assorted cheese Well fuck it all, just fuck it all Yo, ring around the rosy, a rocket full of posies Ashes, ashes, we all fall down Photo bombs over Baghdad, death and gun sounds Burn a church, burn a flag, burn it all to the ground Hop a jet to Aruba, take a boat down to Kokomo Get there fast, but take it slow like retardos, bro Chillin' with the vixen from a 90s music video I'm rubbing on her dick, she making pet sounds on my shoulders So, she just came on my clothes It's kinda nasty though, I grab the Prada, Dolce and & Gabbana And I'm out the Yo, I head to the cabana for some cocaine with Arsenio White trash swag with that Harry Belafonte flow Fuck God, fuck Christ, fuck MTV Fuck John McCain, fuck the DMV Fuck your conscious hip-hop, fuck your GED Fuck Planned Parenthood, it don't mean shit to me Fuck peace, fuck hope, fuck the BBC Fuck clothes, fuck shoes, fuck BET Fuck trucks, fuck juice, fuck assorted cheese Well fuck it all, just fuck it all she sells seashells down by the seashore She ain't here anymore That weed horse skip to the bar for a Mai Tai Party all night, party all day Bye bye, sleep when you dance So drink till you die, die Fuck a new shoebox Fuck mother goose too Brought in a zoot suit With an orange blue screwdriver Hoo-ah! Zippity doo on these birdies Like I'm Pumbaa I put my team on But I keep my tube off to escape And then I turn my tube on to watch I've been an artist to watch for too long Blowing straight up like my kicks are laced up with a shoebox Fuck God, fuck Christ, fuck MTV Fuck John McCain Fuck the DMV Fuck your conscious hip-hop, fuck your GED Fuck Planned Parenthood, it don't mean shit to me Fuck peace, fuck hope, fuck the BBC Fuck clothes, fuck shoes, fuck BET Fuck trucks, fuck juice, fuck assorted cheese Well fuck it all, just fuck it all, just fuck it all I'ma be a king with everything that's fake as paper counterfeit But I'm on a mission, don't get it twisted or ever think I'm about to quit I gladly die before I ever let you make me out a bitch And to this point I've been nothing more than a disappointment Like a sore or open wound on top of head that's missing ointment Writing raps to risk employment, I'm at least a half a bum And roll with boss because together we form a nasty batch of scum I just spent my last 20 on a brew and a bag of skunk Life becomes a bitch when all you seems to have is a lack of funds I just broke my fucking pocket to take my girl and grab some lunch I would've tipped a couple bucks, but fuck, I gotta catch the bus And more than likely, what I consider treasure is your bag of junk My most prized possession is a pad of shit unwrapped and sunk With a retail value of about as much as a bag
bag of crumbs I'm thinking something's gotta give Cause my ex chick just had my son And going from having nothing to something I can't afford to lose It's got my mind going wild and seemingly just running loose Yeah, this is what I wanna do But when nothing shows for it You ain't worth the gum on the bottom of a motherfucker's shoes So... Yo, what you know about motherfuckers who fell out of place at home Till they get up and hit the pipe or snore the whole cake of snow Moving fast like they later got some place to go But be in the mirror for hours and just won't leave their face alone Shit, I'm cold-blooded like it's 38 below I'm walking outside naked with a 38 to take a stroll Fuck a reaper, I felt sorry for whoever think can take my soul Ain't a person in existence that could ever make me fold And I laugh when I get asked to take it slow Bitch, I'm going Fast until my path begins to take its toll I've been out of school for years But still every place I go I got a backpack and some spirals And that same old change of clothes I'm just trying to take control of The stupid dream that I've chose Seeking any individual or team that I oppose Trying to be equivalent to when Kareem was in the post But everybody seems to leave and flee the scene as I approach But let's be honest, how many fucks am I supposed to give? I'm half past ferocious and approaching hopelessness. I'm just trying to stay composed while coping with the fact if I don't make no noise, I know my entire life is over with. And could that correlate with why when I'm alone, I sit and think about what I've accomplished? I can't seem to hold a grin. Walking by a church and I should probably start going in. Asking for forgiveness and disclosing all I'm holding in. But I'd rather bring the world to its knees and make it blow my dick or fail on my own turn so at least I can hold my chin up on my shoulders anywhere that I'm going in now regretting the fact that I didn't take a shot to go for it so to say I ain't hungry you must have made a mistake I stick a fork in anybody that's trying to take from my plate it's now or never and I can no longer patiently wait so I vow to come take it or die chasing the grace hey Yes, 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 yes. We back. We back from the break. What did we just listen to, J. Row? We first uh, had Josh track, which was uh, "Bye Bye Birdie," and it was incredible. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. It was incredible. All right, sad, phenomenal. <laughs> and, and then, then we, we were jamming Hayes, out right? to the homie Cribble Hayes. Word. Uh, the come down. Can I just give a shout out to that? That was a real fucking dope track. I really like that a lot. Cool. That was, that was a good. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm gonna have to. That's what we about. We have to maybe network you out again, do something. He's a real dope artist. I've been, I've been rocking with him for a while now. So, yeah, Cripple Hayes. So, uh, coming back from the break here, one, just want to do a PSA real quick about Uh don't, don't, don't text about business matters in the middle of the night. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's annoying. Is there anybody? Specific, you want to call out? Or <laughs> yeah. just a general Actually, I have to beef, say that for me, for me, it's uh, not. It's not actually specific. It's a lot of people have done this to me, and a lot of pe- a lot of people. And it's 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 so much that I don't even hold it against specific people anymore. Yeah, there are people who do this in addition to other things that I have a specific problem with. But uh, 
No, it happens all the time. I get Facebook messages. Email is fine. But Facebook messages and texts, I feel like, are of a different category. And that's of a messaging context. And I am checking shit to try and get shit done during the day. And then at a certain point at night, you got to zone out and do your own thing. Like, I got songs to write, we got this podcast to make, and or I got to get high and watch a movie. Yes. And all are, all are legitimate. Yeah, also, I feel like if you're not... I feel like you wouldn't care if I texted you late at night or whatever. No, 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 no. It's not like that. If it's like a creative project, if you're like, oh, shit, I got this great idea late at night, that's cool. This is different. This is like when you have a professional relationship. Yes. Business relationship. What are you doing? Do it during office hours. Be professional. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I think that this this city sometimes overlooks (laughs) with certain I could go on for days about that. And music don't know how to be professional. Shout out, Lostar. And it's like it's no, like no shout out Lone Star. I opened to Lone Star. They're yeah, very shout out Lone Star, man. <laughs> P.S. Waldo. I love, love drinking it. you and driving. Uh, <laughs> I will drink. Out. I will drink Lone Star straight from the tap. Yes. From the I, tap. From but the yeah, tap. no, it is a thing. Keg but stand that's for three it's a hours. Lot of young creatives. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being young and creative, but I think the one thing that you need to have instilled in you is fucking professionalism. I will take you a long goddamn way. It will. It's not. And that's not like that sound. I gotta admit, like coming from me, coming from you, I feel like it sounds like a lecture, but it's just die. It's just advice. It's not like saying you have to do this. It's just fucking true. Yeah. Like don't. if you just like write a good email, you don't ramble, and you do it during the regular hours of the day, and stop blowing people up in the middle of the night because you're trying to get on some show. Like people will, when you do that, or when you tag fifty people in a status. What happens is people start to associate your name and thumbnail image with annoyance. You do not want that. That's just bad for your brand. Yeah. It's not even like me ranting. It's just this is business advice. You do that, and it's bad. It makes your brand look bad. And especially with how fast things are these days, is that like the second that happens, like just forget it. Like because there's a million other fucking people who are not annoying. Um, <laughs> that audiences will flock, billions. Audiences will flock to, and it's just like it's just we live in this like crazy, sort of fast paced consumption environment where it's just like I don't need to sit here and waste my time with some fucking mediocre rapper who tags me and fifty other people and a poster who blows up my phone at one in the morning. Um, I hate that shit. When it's Everyone hates annoying, it, dude. dude. That's what. That's what I'm, I think. That's what I don't I'm trying to, to say is like everyone. Shit. No, no, none of us want to be a dick. None of us is trying to start beef with anyone specific. But we're just telling you objectively, everyone hates it. Yeah. Everyone hates it, and no one, no one is like, oh shit, I got tagged with fifty other people. I feel special. He really wanted me to hear this <laughs> song. It's just like, God damn it. That's all that goes through your brain is a string of nonsense sound like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Seriously. Joe Pesci in uh, Gone Fishing, too. Or Joe Pesci in Eight Heads in a Double Bag. Ooh. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Get the fuck hey, out of here with that cousin hey, Vinny. You know, Space Camp Double. often gets accused of being a uh, political group. Yeah. What is? Polit- uh, we are. I believe uh, the term is nigger <laughs> God damn that shit out. Hashtag, I can't say that yeah, on beep. our own. Or in real life. No, no, now I'm, sorry, like, I'm, now sorry, I'm like no, David yeah. Brent. Uh, repeat oh, that. There I go. So people have called this a, pol- a political group. Well, Colton, what do you think? Do you think we're sure. a political group? Yeah, because that's what affects our everyday lives. 
You have to be political. Do you think that... I was thinking this, and feel free to disagree. In fact, I'd like if you disagreed. But I feel like there's a... So I was thinking about this idea of American privilege. Like, the reason all this stuff is so shocking to us right now is because... Yes, the yes, the baby boomers had Vietnam and Watergate, but after the Cold War ended, we've we've enjoyed like with the exception of massive events like 9/11 and the Iraq War, I feel like we've what I'm saying is we've kind of enjoyed this like stuff happens, but we haven't really felt like we have to be engaged. Like we're like it's it, oh shit that even if a terrible thing happened, it's not like oh we need to rise up. And I feel like a lot. Most countries in the world feel like they have to be pretty involved. This is massive generalization, but in less stable democracies, people feel the need to be constantly involved. Well, we so, are and now we in haven't, a less stable yeah, democracy. And we haven't had to have that feeling for a while, and I feel like it's really shocking. And I think that's kind of a privilege. Is like, wow, we haven't even had to consider our system of government. Yeah, but also, like, but nine eleven for us, at least for our generation, at least in my life. Nine eleven for us, we were in. I don't know about Jiro; uh, he's old. Um, <laughs> that's, but, that's that's classified. Like Danny Brown? No, no, no. no. I mean, <laughs> even you though. I mean, like, were you? We were. I was in high school when nine eleven happened. I was a sophomore in high Me school. Me too, sophomore. Uh, what about, do you remember where you were? Uh, I was what well, you was that nine eleven two thousand two I think two thousand one two thousand one. Oh my god! I was, I was two thousand one. God, hey, but I, I I was I was I was twenty two. I was sitting in the barber shop getting a haircut when this shit happened. Nine twelve. Really? Yeah. Was it on the? Was it? On, did you have TVs TV. in the shop? Yeah, I was sitting down getting a haircut. Was it already on the news or did it cut live when it happened? Was it like it a breaking live. alert? I was sitting down. Yeah, I remember intense, saying, man. "Damn, they don't fucking put a, a plane through that building." Yeah. And then once I got done, that's when that thing fell. Yeah. Was I was like, out. "What was the fuck?" My, I was on my yeah. way you to were, school. I'm on my stepdad. You were on your way to school? Yeah, we were listening to the radio. We must have been in different time zones. Uh, we were listening to the radio. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the first plane hit on the way to school, and I remember thinking, like, "Oh, what an idiot!" or whatever. Like, yeah. this person accidentally. What a dummy! I had the plane, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> uh, Papa. <laughs> uh, but uh, what a dumb, dumb head! The dumb, dumb head. Uh, Sorry. Wait, what are we laughing about? I don't even. It's terrible. I don't even know what I'm laughing. Just thinking that the first plane was a. It was a, a total was a, was like, a flu. Oopsie. Uh oopsie doopsie. Yeah. <laughs> like, um and no, and then I we used to hang out I used to hang out in the library Barry Brary and play uh, Magic the Gathering <laughs> ladies. Uh, <laughs> I never played Magic, I played Star Wars collectible card uh, game. No, I we would play Magic the Gathering and they had the TVs on and this was the second plane hit, and then the entire fucking mm. game. We spent talking about it at school, and I remember we mm. had this fucking fat, disgusting <laughs> computer science teacher who was, it was like third period, I think, and he just kept fucking going off and like giving <sighs> us, feeding us all these weird conspiracy theorists bullshit, and he was like, and like, off the bat? Yeah, and he was like, there are 15 planes unaccounted for, and uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. How did blah, he blah. get that? I don't fucking he know. He somehow had our Twitter. In his time. It was just fucking... Well, he was going based off of the news, right? And he was just like this disgusting dude who now... Yeah. I'm Probably like, listen to Alex Jones. I bet Alex Jones was Alex around. Jones was around. And shout out for legitimizing him in Waking Life. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Richard Linklater. See you late. No. I, I, I like Richard Linklater a I do lot. too. Uh, we do too. 
a lot. Except for Boyhood, I really, I what? don't. He's a big I think it's a terrible. Dude, movie. I hated uh, everybody. Once some was the worst fucking film I've ever seen in my entire life. No, that's not true. That's I an exaggeration. Hate- Hate that movie. He's you a, know that he's a rock- sponsor on this podcast. Yeah, I'm so sorry, but I love everything else. I, th- I felt like Boyhood deserved Best Picture. I really over uh, Birdman. Antoine Duanel and the, the Seven Up movies already did that gimmick. I just thought the daughter's story would have been more interesting. Thank you. I'm gonna get everyone blew shit. their fucking the load over like the Boyhood thing. The it's like no, unbelievable. you cocksuckers. That fucking movie or that that, that that that. Oh, was that Thank You Legit? No, no, that is the thing. Really? Uh, yeah. You're agreeing with me? Yes. <laughs> cool. And Seven Up Series has been around for a long time. Right, that's what I'm saying. Time. That idea has been done, and it's been done really well, and you're going to give me this movie about this kid who never once has any awkward puberty shit or dating. He's just constantly like a cool, slightly removed Gen Xer through the entirety of his life, and then until he becomes a dude who goes to Austin shows once in a while. Dude, like, I do not care about yeah. this guy at all. I mean, in Truffaut, too, like you were saying, I mean, that has I felt been like it was, uh, I felt like it was light and, like, it wasn't too heavy for me. Like, watching it, I was like, someone's gonna die. You know, like, I, I thought something bad No, was but there happen. are three alcoholic fathers in a row. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's the worst it gets It's like he searched folks. for plot device and kept accidentally opening the same page. Oh! Bad Dude. joke! <laughs> <laughs> I really tried on that one, but I knew instantly when it had failed. Uh, Let's. Uh, we need spe- a soundbite. I wish you had a soundbite to be like, oh, leave, leave, leave comedy to the professionals. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you can just say that. I'll sample it. I try. Say it right now. We'll sample it. Everyone quiet. What am I saying? Leave comedy to the <laughs> professionals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave knowing your lines to yeah. the professionals. Uh, leave comedy to the professionals. Death. <laughs> yeah, That's me killing myself. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's the true essence That's of comedy, <laughs> really. Do you think? It's the delivery. So, wait, you do you do a lot of improv. I want to talk about this. You do a lot of improv. Uh, are you improving right now? Is this you? No, I've got a script in front of me. <laughs> this is all written. Is it possible that you're? Um, improv is weird. You know, improv is a different. Even a different muscle than freestyling, and um, it's how it's, so? <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> no, uh, I want to know. I want to know. It, it's it's. I feel like when you freestyle, it's, a, me, it's very like it's it's a, even though we're together on stage, it's very it's rhythmic and individualistic. I feel hmm. like improv as a com- comedic art form, which I. My personal beliefs is that improv should only be a comedic art form. I think if you try to do dramatic improvisation, it's just it's fucking boring. Uh, shout out Hideout Theater. Um, <laughs> so uh, oh, here, hold on, hold on, cut that. hold on, hold on. No, 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 pause. Cut that. No, no, no. Don't pause the recording. Keep it going. But everyone, be quiet so we can sample this. Shots fired. <laughs> All right, cool. Go on. Uh, that's me shooting an unarmed black kid. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> no, they um. Space camp. <laughs> the <Dead> squad. <laughs> Space camp. Oh, that's so fucked up. Um, no, I, I. So it's it's about group mind, right? It's it's about you are working. So it's not like you just get up there tell joke after joke after joke because nine times out of ten that won't fucking work and that's not funny it's about making the people around you look good and they in turn make you look good and that's how you work you work as a group you vibe off each other you vibe off each other and if 
and and it's all I about do it, it's all about the improv. scene it's all about like if you if we're in a scene together and it's like you know you're a plumber fixing my sink or something <laughs> <laughs> Jesus amazing what the that fuck? was improv baby uh, no if you're a plumber fixing my sink Amazing. I'm not. I'm not gonna break the scene. I'm not gonna break the momentum of the scene to say a fucking one liner right. or a joke. That'll just kill it. That'll fucking what uh, audiences find funny. Scene or what funny. audiences find funny is the truth and and things that they can relate to. And, and then again, it's not a hard and set rule. It's like you can have funny one liners and you can have bits and jokes and shit, but it can't take away from the essence of yeah. the scene. There's. The word es- it's so funny you said the word essence because it's going to say the essence evanescence? of like, oh yeah, the evanescence. <laughs> the, Take me. The evanescence of the. Uh, the evanescence. <laughs> what is start doing that? Wait, hold on. <laughs> the evanescence of comedy, I feel like in, in a certain way, is being able to portray a reality that's identifiable as a reality that is relatable, but at the same time, the moments of. of of absurdity have to be so well timed because that's where the the timing and joke. So I feel like what you're, I, I'm extrapolating maybe, yeah, but yeah. well, that's, that's so by like they're, riffing they're, constantly, you make reality absurd, and therefore you don't have any background for the actual. Function. We're going to the riffing. I mean, there are so there are different schools of thoughts on this, right? I come from the school of thought. When you're in a scene, that absurdity, that is the thing that you look for. What is the one? That's how. You find game. Like the game of the scene is the funny thing of the scene. The what's the weird thing that you can latch on to and then you and your scene partner build it together. So, you know, it could be something as simple as you say a word funny, uh, and I catch on to it, or you know, the game of the scene is that what well, we did it we did a show, uh one one of the truths I mean, and we did a show where the the game and it was like a fucking twenty five minute long scene is that we just all needed to at some point get on a ball and sit on an exercise ball. And it could be that simple, but it's like, again, it's that group mind of finding a pattern. An audience is like that, right? It's just like you have that pattern, you identify that pattern, and you hit it hard as a, as a, as a group. Um, and you attack it. And So with that being said, is that how you approach space camp like as far as y'all vibing i'm not gonna seriously like it's improv but no no i mean because i did i space camp way before i started doing improv i approached space camp like film like i have a background hmm. in film and i approach writing like I know it's entertainment and i approach yeah. it, piecing it together as if i'm piecing a together a film like, that yeah. show like the show what i saw like y'all really pieced together what y'all <laughs> were doing well that comes from listening to like i I mean, I love hip hop, but it wasn't. I didn't grow up listening to it necessarily. I grew up listening to punk and metal, okay. and so that energy comes from that. Um, to just the idea behind it is like we come in, fucking run through our set for twenty five minutes. Our sets are always usually really fucking short. Um, can and, I can I just say that and leave? We that that twenty five minutes or less is actually uh, <clears throat> something and. Uh, Something that I try to stick to, and I think works especially well for Space Camp. But that comes to me, at least. I, I don't actually remember if this conversation was ever had in the group, but with from American Sharks. Because American Sharks, they're a dope, uh, they're a really incredible kind of uh, sludge, hardcore, metal, rock and roll band in Austin. And uh, I remember I used to work with the guitarist. I actually worked with him at three consecutive jobs. 
really dude, really dope dude. Shout out Will Ellis. But um, that whole idea of a short set, I actually learned from him like in 2011 because I remember asking him like, "When are you playing?" He's like, 20 minutes. You got to get in, get out, man. Like you got to leave him one and more all, every time. Especially at this point in it's your so career, true. it's true. Like right now, like Space Camp isn't fucking Led Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Like. No one wants to hear you do but I don't, I don't every yeah. fucking one of your jams. Like I don't just, think like, we, you should do a twenty a to twenty five minute set. It is a punk people, thing. and plus, like just too like the people's uh, attention span nowadays is a lot smaller. I really do think that everyone wants something in like a nice little like prepared package. Sampler. That, yeah, you know what I a think little, though. A sample Sam- size. And sample uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. If you guys disagree, but I think that as rappers, we do have a slight disadvantage against. Um, uh, against people that play like um, instruments, um, and I and, and we had this conversation. We had this conversation before, but I do I'm consider a, yeah, rappers I'm not a musician per se. I don't think, but I do consider us musicians. Yeah, I do. Right? Th- I do I consider think us musicians. A musician too. Um, but we're not. We're not what a lot of people would consider musicians. But anyways, I think there is a slight disadvantage of just getting up there and Absolutely. rapping versus having an instrument to fall behind. Um, and I think keeping. I, I kind of see it a little different because. You know, when you people are up there with the instruments, like with me, I'm up there DJing. I'm not just not your typical DJ that's just gonna stand there. I do my thing to stand out, and it's entertainment. The guy with the guitar, he's standing out. It's entertainment. The guy with the drums, everybody's it's entertainment. It's the same entertainment that y'all are giving us. That's how that's how I saw it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're not like your regular rappers that just stand there and rap and just don't interact with the crowd. Y'all interacted with the crowd. Y'all interacted with yourselves. Y'all vibe very well amongst each other. Well, and it comes, it just comes from like partying. I think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's I mean, just, you just gotta party once in a while. You know, like just letting. I, I mean, I think rocking parties. The partying, at least letting go of those insecurities. Right. Yeah. Just like knowing where. Honestly, just knowing how fucking narratives and entertainment work. Because well, all practice three of us, all th- Ryan and I, both are film students. All three of us are, we both have film degrees, right? Mm-hmm. So Ryan and I both have film degrees, and all three of us are huge nerds, and I think there's something to be said for just understanding how narrative and how presentation works. And I do think that that nerd thing, going back to that work, and I was I glad you brought that up because I did want to talk about this, it sort of works to our advantage because when people see us, I think there is an expect, like... They we don't look like rappers, you know. Yeah. Like what people would Clark consider. Clark I'm not gonna fucking lie. I I was surprised with yeah. fucking Colton. Th- that's the thing. It's just like, what the fuck? and honestly, so was I. Like, was like, I don't oh. think I've rec- I told you this. Colton. That's a huge uh, I met Colton this... when I I worked at I Love Video, yeah. and he came in and, and we we talked. And when then, I saw the poster for your first yeah. show, and I loved the poster, and I was like, dude, and you're like, that's my rap group. And then t- Colton and was, was like, like oh, I'm a I'm rapper going. too, and immediately I was going. like, yeah, right, fuck you, dude, whatever. Um, I know. But then I saw him doing it and I was like, holy fuck, this guy is so good. Thank you. Um, That's huge. Thank you. It's again, it's just like that. I don't dress, you know, I'm. I'm a black dude, um, but I don't. I don't dress what you would. He's wearing plaid right now, guys. Um, <laughs> it's purple plaid. And you know what? Sometimes Personal. I'm very consci- conscious of really that for us as a group, where it's just like, as long as our bars are dope and our show is great, like fuck what anybody thinks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. And again, you don't have to adhere to anything. If you want to be a fucking what people consider a rap, dress like how people what yeah, people consider a rapper, do it. Fuck, who cares? Rap. The thing about I, rap and hip hop, it's so 
I dressed up the way I dress up now. You know what I mean? And it's my street clothes, but I was at a motherfucking Slipknot concert. With my chain and my hat on and, and everybody Dude, else. I want to go to a Slipknot concert. I stood concert. out. I was the only like hip hop is the guy that mm-hmm. I was. I'm a big fan of Slipknot. So am I. But so you enjoy just, all kinds of music. Exactly. Right? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's just... Dude, let's play yeah. G- Gathering of Juggalos, dude. Oh, my God. To <laughs> 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 be continued. That. Let's play. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Well, I, I think that... I would do I, it. I think that just in terms of... <laughs> in terms of... Well, whatever. I'm going to forget that thought. Who cares? Is that we right? have... Uh, we're we're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap this hub. up. Yeah, Morgan, our producer, is letting, letting me know we're... Way over time. We're going to He's wrap waving his Confederate flag. Waving his Confederate flag, which means we're out of time. Uh, we're going to go ahead, and what we're going to do is play a little game where we get through every topic on the board in five minutes, and so then we're going to play songs and yeah. wrap it up. So first of all, j what songs are we going to go into when we come back? Look Upon Me. Look Upon Me by us, Space Camp Death Squad. Can we do that live? Uh, I don't know if I can right now. And and what's that possible right now, bro? Antonio, a friend of mine named uh, Isaac Rowland. Isaac Rowland, what's the track? The track's called Around Me. Word. So here's what we're going to do, boys. We got Milo, Yiannopoulos. I'm going to get rid of the second one because it's stupid. It was women's rights. It was, yeah. Uh, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, he just got fired uh, slash resigned. A uh, federal judge in Texas said that uh, it is illegal. A federal judge It'll said it's illegal for Texas. Minutes to get right, right. Okay. Anyway, here we go. Let's go. I'm going to set a timer for five and, minutes. And let's do like 20 seconds apiece. We'll, we'll, read, them, we'll, we'll read them as we go. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Milo, go. Just your one thought. Milo. All right, Colton, you were the one who wants to Just, you know, the first thing I just want to say is for anybody who is defending Milo Yiannopoulos, is this it? Is like touching little children. Is that where you draw the line? Is that it? It's okay. good to know. Jesus Christ. Okay. And <laughs> going to that too, fuck Bill Maher um, for giving <laughs> Oh, yeah, that that's dude, weird that he legitimized him that, that way. Giving that dude a fucking platform. It's not weird, but it's uh, fucked up. He's always been a shit. I've never liked him. I've- 20 seconds. All right. Now we're on to a federal judge uh, blocked Texas's uh, attempt to defund Planned Parenthood. Thank God. How many, you know how many times I've gotten uh, HIV testing at Planned Parenthood? Four times. times. You know how many times I've gotten HIV? Four times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Planned Parenthood, I remember once I had unprotected sex with my high school girlfriend, and it was on a Sunday, and she lived in Chicago, and Planned Parenthood opened up on their day off so they gave us the Plan B pill so we wouldn't get pregnant. Donate donate to Planned Parenthood. Next is a Vicodin at Disneyland. Okay, well, I just wanted to tell you real quick, Natalie and I went to like this. Natalie's his girlfriend. My girlfriend. We went to Austin Symphony. Orchestra, and we saw the Pixar thing uh, with uh, uh-huh. completely uh, all the music. You know, the whole big orchestra is amazing, and they did up. And like right when it started, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because like I remember the beginning, like mm-hmm. makes you want to cry. Tears streaming down my face. I didn't cry, but like I was like, it was the Wait. most saddest. It was the most unbelievable thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting back to technicality now. Technically, you cried. All right, next, Improv Cold Town. We did that. Fuck that. Next, getting fired. Colton just oh, got fired. Oh, fuck. Just got fired from my job, and it's okay because I feel amazing, and I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and I think, honestly, uh, Ryan, I know you, you just quit your day job. I am considering quitting my day job. Hashtag, I hope my bosses aren't listening. Uh, Hashtag, uh, I don't I'm care. financially. That's right, but uh, we're pursuing this full time because 
we're amazing. Mm-hmm. Next is uh, Chewy's. We're, and we're also amazingly humble. Chewy's and Maudie's. Okay, immigration. So there was a national day with no immigrants, uh, where immigrants took the day fired. off. I believe that's called a day without a Mexican, starring uh, Brad Pitt. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, with Julia Roberts. And um, Chewy's and Maudie's are two Austin, Texas uh, Tex-Mex chains. Chewy's owned by Brad Pitt. And owned by Brad Pitt. Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brad Pitt basically told his employees they had to put their names in a hat and uh, they were going to get drawn if they didn't come into work and they get fired. Maudie's actually fired people. It's fucked up. They fired That's immigrants terrible. for That's not terrible. going to work. The, the well, Maudie said if you came in, then you would get double paid. Yeah. They didn't fire anybody. Okay, they they also just released, uh, the, the, the CEO or owner released a, a statement today. I don't know if you guys saw that. Okay. Saying Maybe I want to redact that then because I don't want to be spreading fake news. and. Putting... No, but no, they originally, I mean, they were fucked up. For for being for being like yeah we'll give you double pay okay I thought someone had gotten fired I apologize Chewy's, for having bad information Chewy's, Chewy's, Chewy's someone did get fired yes okay so at least well that's fucked up I'm not gonna use yeah, their firing is. as a happiness that I wasn't wrong but uh, <laughs> no but Chewy's is also you know so a, I'm right a fucking gross place so. <laughs> yeah so uh, we don't Maddie's offered to give double pay to are we comfortable calling that scabs or I'm probably it wasn't not scabs because they already work there. I'm not comfortable saying that. Um, <laughs> next is going to be, Oh, uh, great. Oscars and the movies. Okay. Can't, oh, what God. is, what do you want to win? I, okay, fuck. This may take longer than 20 seconds, but I want La La Land to win. And I know there's a whole <laughs> bullshit with like it being a white jazz. Did you like it? Did you really like I it? Fucking, Are you I being saw serious? It in LA. Yeah. I saw it in LA. Cause you loved it. And I want to point out to our listeners actually, Ryan Darbone, Doc Brown, is so ahead of his time. I remember two years ago going to see a private screening he programmed of Damien Chazelle's first movie, Guy and Madeline, on a park bench. And that's the guy who went on to make Whiplash and made La La Land. So uh, there was a live Skype interview. So Ryan has actually been like twight with this dude since his career started. He's got like his number. So like uh, no, so, so give me his number. Go on, I want to hear you talk I, I, about. But this. I think because of my history with with him, I, I mean, I know I, it's just like he is a jazz musician or was. Uh, he ha- I think knows the history of jazz. Is a musician, respects it, and I think the white narrative thing just comes from like. And honestly, would projection be, it'd be weird if he did uh, if he made a movie about black people. Right, like yeah. if, if that was he'd be getting other. Well, criticism it's just like the same thing. Did. Like when uh, uh, so- Tyler Perry's doing a white show, and like people get mad at that. I was like, why? Tyler Perry can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Like, it just it's. I feel like the, that's a that? situation in which you can't win. Okay, Morgan's. No. We're God past is, twenty is, seconds. Plans but but while we're past twenty seconds, La La Land, you liked it. Yeah, Colton it. also liked it. I haven't I seen it yet. I, I love musicals. I spoiled I'm you. I'm sorry. It. No, I don't care. I did. I'm gonna I, go, I gotta watch La La Land. I'm about to finish Arrival tonight, and then Moonlight. Have you guys seen that? No. No, but Barry. I, I met Harash Mala Ali at Whole Foods. Moonlight. That guy. That was dope. Cotton mouth on on Luke Cage. Thank you. Which, by the way, we talked about last week's episode with Aggie, which we recorded earlier tonight, <laughs> because time doesn't exist. No. Um, time, time is a flat spectrum. circle. Wait, what? Time is a spectrum. Uh, okay, that means nothing. <laughs> you <laughs> guys, we've spectrum. been here tonight. J-Row, um, DJ J-Row, I'm oh, Pro Are we done? 
We're done. We're wrapping up. Oh. We've been here. This is the hot conversation. It's presented by Austin Mike Exchange, overload.com, which is spelled O V R L D. And Chewies. Dot com. And Lee DJs. Yes, yes, yes. And our guest tonight was Space Camp Desk Squad. Yes. And Thank you for that having us. Thank you for that means, us come. That means that, that Colton Ferguson, a.k.a. Secret Levels, and Ryan Darbona, a.k.a. Doc Brown, were here tonight. I'm the third member in that group. And Bird Peterson is our DJ, DJ j I'm running out of things to say, so I'm going to ask you guys. Thank you all very much for letting us come out, and thank you, J-Row. Yes, 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 What's yes, a lot, yes, what, yes. What do you want to leave everybody on? Um, just, you know, everybody uh, just have a, have a great time and then do what you want to do in life, and you only get one time. Do you think you know? we're living in the end times? Uh, no, I mean, no. All right, good. What about you? I got coins, you know, just in case. <laughs> uh, what do I want to leave coins. people with? Um, man, just fucking. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Don't don't uh, don't do anything politically. Just uh, <laughs> tweet from your couch and uh, you know, eat your fucking Whataburger. Make sure to watch the new John Oliver. Watch John Oliver. John Oliver. And, and then regurgitate the facts to your, your friends over wine and cheese. With your eyes kind of closed. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, talk about the black kid that you 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 teach at your charter school. <laughs> um, yep. You guys are doing the Lord's work. Uh, so keep keep on keeping on, my, my folks. In the spirit of space camp, fuck everyone and Lone Star. Thank you. Hashtag thanks Lone Star. Shout out Lone Star. Shout out. I mean, shout out Lone. Ha- thank you Lone Star. Hashtag. I'm overusing that joke. We'll bring it back next week. <laughs> DJ J Row. I am Pro Texter Morgan Davis from Overload.com. Was our producer tonight. We're gonna go out listening to what, dude? Look upon me. We're not gonna oh, do it live. Nice. No. Can we? Do it. I don't oh, know if I can. God. You know, let's try. Okay. <laughs> Mm, I don't. Oh wait! Top look of upon teeth, me! I actually, top have, of the teeth, tip of no, the tongue. No idea what my verse is for this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man. Let's just, let's let's just let him hear it. Fuck Lord Jamar. Yeah. All right, let's go for it. <laughs> let's try it. <laughs> Yo, we've had a long-standing beef with Lord Jamar. Hold on. What is best in life? Crush your enemies. See them driven before you. No. So we all had to take a sample before our verse. To crush your enemy, frenemy, venomous snake bite Collapsing the walls in your veins and making you rather pain My philosophy, uh, the stretch is stronger than the steel What's the sword without the handle, wield it doom Put a temple on a mountain, fill it with beautiful youths Nordic bitches, blonde hair, descendant of kings, precious things Young with an enable and the down for what my future brings What's your name, who's your daddy, is he rich like me And has he taken any time to show you what it means I know the secrets of the earth and all its mysteries I seen the sunlight out on Pluto back to Mercury Double time this beat and I make it look easy like I'm supposed to do And now I rope and ride these hoes like I'm supposed to do I shot a man to watch him die like Folsom Prison Blues I speak in absolute truth, that's absolutely the truth Your safety is not guaranteed when I am close to you Motherfucker <laughs> You know what I finally realized? I don't care if you like us, cause we don't like you you're a bad person with an ugly heart, like and we don't give a flying yeah. fuck what you think. Me and my pals and me, gang fucking this beat so hard, it'll make <laughs> Lord Jamar question his sexuality. Uh. Go back to the drawing board and draw me half of a whack and see, holding half of a gold plaque, half a career and half a beat. 
We ain't even halfway up that ladder yet But the fact is we gonna frag it deep like Texas Telling Greg Abbott to have a seat Before we roll off the clip like that last scene in Mac and me We hang with the least authentic motherfuckers in a rap scene But we gonna bring the rockets See we be the ones to fuck with Cause each and every one of these other rappers is easily something Are you a conscious MC thug backpack or afro punk kid Cause I can watch you rap in literally any part of this country You go by many names and many faces, races and functions But you so run of the mail that one up in your scale is like using 100 guns to shoot one fucking fish in a bucket. Must suck to see rappers like us and wonder how the fuck we come up with it, huh? Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> do drugs, it'll make you a better rapper. Oh, good. It'll make you a better You're a sick fuck, think whack, khaki class, galley wag, upper class, crack a swag with your fucking saddlebag. Post a bunch of southern pride and probably wave your rebel flag and turn around and ask for fucking Waka Flocka's autograph. Suffer a suck attach. I hope you lollygag and choke to death on trailer trash. Asphyxiate up on that plastic home from shopping bag. Or maybe slip that family noose around your neck until your throat cracks. And I see broke backs are broke blacks who be pining broke max. Lights, camera, action when you dead black and broke. Mac. It's a fucking mess like an abortion with a coat rack But that's the game of life, my nigga Tic-tac-toe-tac Fuck that, we about to rise and make a comeback Gunstrap, niggas aim that Ku Klux Kojaks I ain't trying to be no subject of your fucking throwback Yo, pack black lives, hashtag fuck that That's good But you have more One more? Oh yeah <coughs> Don't use it again Ryan has another eight Use it I walk into the club like, what up? What's the scuttlebutt? I'm huddled up, about to finger fuck a fertile myrtle up and punch a bust a sucker motherfucker with an uppercut. I guess my position in life is not to give a fuck. Tech, pass the meth, white powder to my people. Colton, pass the coke, white powder to my people. Yeah, I like my fucking drugs, like my women, white and lethal, but I like my rap songs, black and proud, like Don Cheeto. We're wandering. It's a sequel. Boogie Nights. Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto. Shout out to Rex Beckett. Miles ahead. I love his. I stand speaking in there. Stand playing a Barton Fink. Barton Fink. You did Barton Fink. Conan. The barber. The barber. And I did Roman and Michelle. Because he, I haven't seen it. It's a good movie. I just love the Simpsons episode where I just
I just want you around me. 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 I just